Agua. Here's my take on the cancel culture and why it bothers me so much. There seems to be no rhyme or reason to it. There are no metrics to determine what is uh, a, a sin of cancelable, cancelable merit and which one isn't. So it's kind of all over the place. Do you see that as well? It is trial by Twitter. In the justice system, in our society, people have a presumption of innocence and they have an opportunity to have their day in court where they provide evidence, they provide context. With cancel culture, there is no due process. The mob, and the mob by that I mean faceless, nameless people sitting behind keyboards, perhaps in their parents' basement, deciding that they are going to become citizen activists. They become judge, jury, and executioner before the person even realized what's happened. Let me tell you about something that has just happened, which when I read about this, I immediately, well, it's personal for me. It's very personal for me because I put myself in this person's shoes. Let me tell you about Nuri Martinez. Nuri Martinez is the first Mexican-American to reach the level of one of the highest positions in one of the biggest cities in the world. She was the president of the uh, city council for the city of Los Angeles. It's a big deal. Nobody, no Mexican, can you imagine Los Angeles, a Mexican named city? And for the first time in its history, they have a Mexican who reached the ranks of president of the city council. Well, she was just secretly recorded saying something which has caused her to now be, I believe, canceled. She's done. She's history. She's fried. So much so that she's already come out. She's resigned her position. And everybody's calling her all kinds of awful, awful things. And, and let me tell you essentially what happened. She was in a meeting with some colleagues, and apparently she didn't know this, but they were being secretly recorded. She was set up. She was set up. Nuri Martinez was set up. Somebody, this is a hit job. Somebody didn't want her there. I don't know why. Maybe it's because she's a Latina. Maybe they wanted to get rid of her. And they were doing in this meeting what politicians do all the time. They're having a conversation about what's going on in their district and why this these folks over here in this district, you know, are are, are, are trying to move into our district. And, you know, why why those folks over there are moving into this district. And in, in, in Los Angeles, I guess it's about African-Americans, Latinos and non-African-Americans and then Asians, because there's four major groups in Los Angeles. Right. You get Asians and you know, that's a combination of Koreans, Vietnamese, et cetera. And then you've got the, you know, white Europeans who are non-Latino, non-African-American, non-Asian. Then you have the African-American group and then you have the Latino groups. And there's always going to be sparring, just like there was always sparring in New York City. You read any of the great books about gangs of New York. Oh, my God. There's always something going on at Tammany Hall about, you know, we got to get these guys out or we got to get those guys out or those guys go over there and give that guy a punch in the nose or whatever the hell. Right. And some of this is kind of expected, but they're having this conversation. And she says some untoward things about some of her rivals. Among those she's talking about is a guy who's this, uh, I guess, as they describe it, some white dude. But he is uh, got a husband and he and his husband have adopted a black child. And she's describing this black child in this conversation she's having, interestingly enough. And she uses words that she probably shouldn't have used, but she didn't say them in English. And there's a cultural huge difference here. And again, who is taking her out? 
Who's doing this hit job? The Los Angeles Times. The Los Angeles Times apparently got a hold of this audio tape where she's heard having a conversation. They, they transcribe it and describe it in pieces, I think, out of context. They define the words that she uses in English, not in Spanish. Here, I'll give you an example of something right now. Scotty, are you there? I am here. What's going on? I, I'm going to give you an example of something. She gets, okay. she, she's in a lot of trouble for using a word that is being described as that she used the word monkey, right? Monkey. Mm -hmm. Because we know that if you refer to a black person in English as a monkey, you basically might as well use the N-word, right? And, right. and yeah. deservedly so. You deserve to be castigated for that because it shows no sense. But here's something. Do, do you, I know you don't speak Spanish, so I'm going to ask you this. Do you know what mono means in Spanish? No. Mono is the word monkey. But do you know what its secondary meaning is? No. Beautiful. It means beautiful. If my mother, if when I was growing up as a kid, if somebody brought a baby to our house and my mom looked at the baby and said, ay, que mono, ay, que mono, oh, how monkey. That means what a beautiful child. It means what a beautiful child. Here's another one for you. My dad would call my mom mi negra, mi negra, my, my N-word, I guess, right? means my N-word. You know what that means? That means I find you affectionate. I love you. So in our culture, the use of the word monkey references to the simian nature means you're gorgeous. I love you. And it's a term of endearment and affection. I bet you the three guys who wrote the story for the LA Times, who by the way, none of them are Latinos. I just, I just looked at the story and I read the byline of uh, of the story all three of them not neither there's four they're put four names on there they dropped in a name of a latino at the back end and the guy's not even a writer he's an editorial writer but the first three names are non-latinos and they don't speak spanish as far as i can tell so they've got three guys writing a story about a conversation which took place took place partially in spanish and they're describing the words as heinous, horrible, deplorable, racist, etc. And when I first saw the story or heard about this story, you told me about it. And then I started looking at the press coverage. In fact, here, th this woman, his life is being destroyed. She came out moments ago and, and tried to apologize and resigned her job because everybody says she now has to resign. You don't get a second chance once you say something stupid. You know, I guess in this world we live in now because of the fucking cancel culture. But it, listen, listen to the tone of the report. I don't know. This is KTLA or one of those bullshit local L.A. stations. This is how they reported this woman. Pay attention to the first word, which, of course, is shocking. Right. Here it is. Shocking audio recordings posted on Knock L.A. Nuri Martinez. Allegedly catching L.A. City Council's first Latina president using foul language, making racially charged foul. statements and slurs. Foul. The most striking comments surrounding Councilman Mike Bonin's two-year-old son. Yeah. Did you hear that? Did you hear the tone of that? I mean, the way he's talking in that story, um, you would think she murdered somebody. You would think she raped a child. You would think she... 
Rob, shocking foul. I mean, he's going after every hyper or every uh, every hyped word to describe it. So I immediately thought, oh my, she must have used the N-word 10 times. She must have asked for the death of some person. Uh, th this must be absolutely the worst thing in the world, the way the reaction of this report and the way it's written in the New York Times is. So then I listened to it and I think she's stupid. I, I, I love what you said this morning, Scotty, when we were talking, when you said your biggest takeaway about how offensive what she said was had less to do with her choice of words and something else. And I know you said this as a parent, right? Yeah, I mean, the fact that the day there, she's putting that, 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 that right there is problematic. I mean, the whole thing, there's so much to unpack with it, and I don't think it's a clear-cut situation here. First off, she's an elected leader, so just knowing that she holds power over a community that she seems to be talking negatively against, that's a little bit problematic right there. I agree with what you're saying about the, the language barrier between English and Spanish, because sometimes things absolutely don't translate. But I think it's a bit of a stretch to say that she was trying to say the kid was cute there, because if you listen to what she was referring to him as the rest I didn't, of the time, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, no, no, she's not saying, no, I, I was, please, all I'm saying is language, culture matters. And right. it, just like I was in trouble for what I said, because I didn't understand the Ashkenazi experience, yeah. and I should have. Guilty yeah. for a guy growing up in Miami. I should have known that Jews are very, very sensitive to the idea that somebody would say that they're very successful because throughout history, whenever somebody has said the Jews are successful, here comes the hammer. Right. 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 I didn't know right. that. Should, should I never work again because I didn't know Absolutely that? Not. No, I should just Absolutely learn not. that. She right. probably should not have used that language and 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 criticized this kid and and used that tone and all of that other stuff. But the sh man, the rash of shit that's coming down on her is, I guarantee you, she'll never be elected again unless somehow, you know, by some grace of God and that she's going to have a tough time working outside of Walmart. Uh, I, a tough time getting a job moving forward and being elected. Yeah, maybe. At first off, as far as I'm understanding it, she resigned as being the president, but she still holds her seat. So she still kind of has a job at least until the next election cycle comes through for her. Uh, I think with the right PR, she'll be okay. I don't think this is the end of the world. Like you said, she didn't drop the N-bomb. She, I mean, she said some offensive thing. She was referring to a little kid as an accessory. Like this guy is just the only reason why he adopted him so he can walk around with him like a Louis Vuitton bag. Yeah. I mean, that, that's which which is not a criticism of the kid. It's a criticism of the dad. Of she's course. saying, she's so saying, she's so saying, by the way, remember, put this in context. She is secretly reporting, having a private conversation. She is secretly recording, having a private conversation. Scotty, can I tell you something? I got to a point in my life where I got to play a lot of golf. I will tell you right now, the things I've heard from CEOs, from elected officials, from all kinds of very powerful people, male and female on the golf course makes this looked like she was reading a scripture in church, okay? When people are out and they feel like they're having private conversations, they say things they would never say in public, and I'm sorry, but that also has to be taken into account. In fact, here, you, you heard, you heard what the report made it sound like, right? It, it really did make it sound really, really bad. 
let's listen. Let, let's listen to the real thing. Let's let's stop. Let's stop talking about what you think or what I think. Let's all listen to what she says. I'll try and stop it whenever we get to a point where I need to define a word or something like that, because the L.A. Times is immediately doing a, an easy translation and just saying, oh, she used the word. I think it's what chango that she's going to use changuito. And they're saying she's calling him a monkey. When in the Mexican culture, the use of the word chanquito could mean very easily a child who's misbehaving, a hyperactive child who's misbehaving, which, by the way, I've said to my wife a million times that some of my own cousins that I wish their parent would control them because, my God, I couldn't even hear the movie. This is horrible. All they did was scream and nobody would stand up and say, you know, Johnny, can you be quiet for a little while? So I've done the same thing. I've, I've criticized parents for not shutting their kids up. I get it. And not all kids are perfect. So, but let, let's just leave that aside. Let's listen together to the reason this woman is now the most hated person in Los Angeles and has resigned and will soon resign her other job too, I guarantee it. Uh, because Mexicans don't get a break, trust me. This is not like you're, you know, somebody else who can say whatever the hell they want. And we're not, a, we're, we're the least of the protected classes in America. So no one's going to come to her defense except for me. Nobody. I almost can guarantee you that. So here, let's take a listen to this heinous, horrible diatribe where this woman loses absolute control of herself and offends the world. Here it is. I go, what is with the bond? What is with bond? And I said, bond thinks he's black. That guy don't think he's black. He thinks he's black. So let me stop for a minute. Bonin is the guy she's talking about, is this white dude who is, apparently she doesn't like him. It's obvious. She doesn't like this guy. So she's talking crap about him. And she's about to describe that Bonin has a a, a son who he uh, apparently adopted, who is a, a black kid. And, uh, and she says some things I wish she hadn't said. I think that are stupid about the kids. So here, let's continue and listen to it. In fact, take 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 it from the top if you could. So I goes, what's with the what's with Bonin? And I said, Bonin thinks he's black. That guy don't think he's black. He thinks he's black. He thinks he's black. His kid is. He goes, why are they so close? His kid is black. Uh He's from Massachusetts. This kid, the one here, that's kid. No. Yeah. 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 Y
we can't let them let them off because the, the, the spectators will be to that. Yeah. So, they're raising them like a little white kid, which I was like, this kid is a beat down. Like, let me let me take him around the corner and then I'll bring him back. Yeah. So she's saying the kid should be punished. The kid should be spanked. She's obviously, uh, it's all, it's uh, much of it is obviously hyperbole. Uh, she's saying this dude is showing his kid off because he's black. She obviously doesn't like the kid. She's saying the kid is truly, truly misbehaving, misbehaving. And at some point she calls him a changuito, which can be interpreted as either he looks like a monkey, which she never said, or, uh, he's acting like a little monkey out of control, which is what that would mean among Mexicans in general. So when you really look at this whole thing, she said some things that sound stupid. I wish, obviously, as just a human being and as a parent, that she wouldn't be talking about somebody else's kid. She obviously has a hang-up with this kid, this guy Nonin or whatever the hell his name is. But compared to the report we just played, this is not all that terrible, Scotty. I've heard so much worse, including from the mouth of the former president of the United States who just came out and said that he has the right to grab a woman's vagina and that Latinos are all criminals and rapists and, and many other people, not to pick on Trump, many other, who said far worse. And it's, it's a one-day story and no, they don't resign. And nobody asked for their resignation. But for some reason, if you're Latino, you're gone. You're gone, baby. Goodbye. You know, you can't talk about other people, but other people can talk about you. But. Other people can say whatever the fuck they want about Latinos in the United States. I mean, it's obvious to me because I've heard it. I hear it every day. I've, I've, hear, I've, I've heard uh, Kansas uh, uh, Republican uh, members of Congress say that we, those of us who come from other countries, should be shot by, from helicopters like uh, feral pigs, direct quote. We should shoot them mm -hmm. like feral pigs. I mean... That that if we're allowed to come to this country, guaranteed, you know, there are going to be diseases in this country because we bring diseases with us. I mean, I've heard you've heard it, too. And yet this is it. This is all it takes for a Latina to get humiliated and canceled that that she said some guy's kid was misbehaving. Come on. I'm I, sorry. I, I'm going to say I'm going to say this, man. This is 100 percent a hit job. This is this is uh, this is political op you know op ed or uh, you know opposition uh, yeah opposition this research is, control opposition yeah. research yeah this is one hundred percent without a shadow of doubt in my mind the way it's being hit in the media favorites were called in probably and it just you know it, it rolls downhill and it picks up steam the things that she said definitely had racial undertones to yeah, it, man the fact I agree. That, oh he he's acting like a white kid and well what does that mean what does that a white kid mean is compared to the black kid. I, you know what I mean? It's stupid. It's I stupid. It's it's the kind of stupid, stupid. shit that you, I, you hear it in offices where you've worked. Yes, I mean, yes, yes, you yes. know. But again, I think the main issue with this is this is a situation of a literal seeing how the sausage is made, man. Like you said, you've heard it on the golf courses. We know CEOs talk like this. We know politicians talk like this. But we don't get to hear it often because usually people are quiet. They know how to watch their mouth and know what things are. She got, she got sideswiped with this one. But in today's day and age, you have to, if, especially if you're in the public light, man, you got to know you're always that chance yeah. of being recorded or videoed or something like that that's going to take you down. I don't think she should be, I don't think she should lose her, lose her livelihood over this by no means. I think that it, you know, she's going to have to show some apologies, which she's been doing. 
I think, you know, actions will speak louder. But maybe than words not. See, I disagree with you. I should say, I think she should say, go to hell. I made a mistake. I'm just like you. I'm an imperfect creature. I didn't know I was being recorded. I was having a personal conversation with some friends. I said some untoward things. And, and you know what? Uh, you could go, uh, you, you know, you go, go pound sand, man. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like I did the most horrible thing in the world because when people hear my apology nowadays, you know what that means? They hit you harder. In fact, to a certain extent, if I can go back in my situation, I would have apologized less. I would have apologized less. I, I would have said I was stupid. I mangled my words. I wish I hadn't said it. But I think that the reaction to this is overblown. And I think I'm getting way more criticism than I deserve because I'm just a human being and I'm a sinner just like the rest of you. And I think that's what I should have said instead of I'm a horrible person. I should never, you know, whatever. I mean, I don't even remember what that was said, but I know I did 15,000 mea culpas somewhere between 14,999 and 15. I think I would have, I should have quit, you know, because it doesn't get you anywhere. Donald Trump is right. Deny, deny, deny. I mean, look at this poor woman. She, she's coming. She's doing everything right. She, she, she's resigned. She's apologized. She, I'm reading her apology now in the New York Times and the LA Times. I mean, to hear her apology, you'd think she did the most horrible thing in the world. She, she, she used some words in a private conversation that she didn't know were being recorded incorrectly. And for that, yeah, she should apologize. For the rest of it, they could stick it up their ass, I think. As far as the apology is concerned, I mean, things worked out pretty well for you. I mean, to, to say you would go back and change things, you may you, you may have not learned the same lessons that you learned. I mean, you've you've talked to me over the years through all the lessons you've learned and all the things that you went through, and because of those things, you've become a better person. And, and I, it's unfortunate what's happened to her because I don't think it's fair, but maybe she'll become better because of it. Maybe she will be over, be able to overcome it. I mean, think about all the people that have been canceled that overcome it. I mean, Nobody gets canceled for criticizing Latinos, Scotty. Nobody gets canceled in America for criticizing Latinos. You why? can say whatever the but fuck why? you want about but Latinos. Why? You can say whatever the hell you want about Latinos in the United States. You're not going to be canceled. I guarantee it. In fact, nowadays, you got a better chance of being elected if you do criticize Latinos than if you don't. How's that? But why is that? I don't know. Where's the... Uh... The Jewish community has a way of not allowing anything, in your case, innocent, even flying by because, you yeah. know, why can't other communities come together like that? And now it becomes problematic, I think, at times, you know, depending on how much power can occur and everything else like that. But you see it within the Jewish community. Is it just because of the skin color? Does that make a difference? I don't are, know. Are, I, you I mean, saying, I generally, I, are you saying Latinos are not good at uh, defending their own? Because if you are, I agree with you. And I saw it in my case. I and and I, I, I'm probably the only Latino in the United States today who is publicly standing up and defending this woman. I don't know. There may be another one out there. So far, everything I've read out of Los Angeles, they're just throwing her under the bus. You know, Jerry over here has this expression that apparently is a very famous expression among Mexicanos in general. Sometimes I feel more Mexican than I do anything else that says that Mexicanos are a lot like crabs, you know? And they literally, if you put a bunch of them in a box... They'll step over each other to try and get out. And if you're dying or dead, they don't care. They're just going to go right over you because they just want to get to the top. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a refrain, un refrain, right? In the Mexican culture. I'm not making this up. And, oh, no. and where are the Mexicano leaders today in Los Angeles who are standing up and saying, hey, you're crucifying this woman. Enough. She made a mistake. 
She said some stupid shit while she was secretly recording. There but by the grace of God go all of us. I guarantee you, I'm sorry, I'm going to admit to this. If you secretly recorded my conversations, my conversations with my wife, my conversations with my buddies when we're playing golf, my conversations with you, Scotty, when we're on the phone just shooting the shit, I guarantee you they can come up with a story like this one about me and about you. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. But that's why it's you have to be careful when you're in certain settings. Talking on the phone one-on-one -on -one with your buddy is one thing. Having a conference with a bunch of city leaders I'm sorry, you just yeah. got to be a little... Fair point, gotta, fair especially, point. Especially in L.A. where their city council, at least over the last couple of years, is just one corruption after another, after another, after another. Not saying she's corrupt or any of the people no, in the state were corrupt, but knowing that you have a corrupt organization from a perception standpoint... Make sure you're, you're clean, man. Just yeah, make sure I everything... Just, you know, as a Latino, just... as, as a Latino and as a guy who's seen this happen over and over again, it just hurts me, you know, um, <laughs> that, you know, Latinos finally get one of their own in a powerful position for the first time in the history of a city that they named. For the first time in the history of a city they named. It's called Los Angeles. It's not called Los Angeles. It's called Los Angeles. And they've been living in that city as a majority forever and a day. And for the first time, one of them climbs to a position of power. And as you said, not me, that's why I'm glad you're here, because I want a different, fresh perspective. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm too close to it because I'm Latino. Maybe because I've suffered the slings and arrow of this thing. But to hear you say it, yeah, this is a hit job. Somebody set her up. Somebody was secretly recording her, and they knew exactly what they were doing. And by the way, this was a year ago. And they've been holding it so it was a week before the elections so that they can give it to some moron at the L.A. Times who then publishes it, publishes it in such a way to not add context, to not give it meaning. And by the way, why in the hell the L.A. Times of all the papers in the United States where the population of Los Angeles is probably what? 50% of Latinos are in Los Angeles. 50%. And how many of the writers in the LA Times who wrote this story about a Latina were Hispanic? From what it seems to me, they put four names on the Biden, Biden, but because I come from this business, I'm a journalist, I know that the fourth name is bullshit. They threw it on. In fact, let me see if I can find this story. I'm going I'm to name names here. I am going to name freaking names. Hell yes. Because this pisses me off. It's somewhere on my computer. Here it is. Los Angeles Times, there it is. May makes racist remarks. Ah, racist remarks and leaked audio of LA council members sparking outrage and disgust, writes the LA Times. That's the headline. That's really nice, huh? They're giving her a chance to explain herself. Not. David Zanzer, Julia Wick, and Benjamin Orks. Norex Orxis or something. And I looked them all up. None of them are Latinos. Dakota Smith, number four. <laughs> Here's the, once again, Zhang Hister, Julia Wick, Benjamin Oryxes, and Dakota Smith. And then they throw in a fifth name. Like we're idiots. Like we're stupid. You know, Mexicans. They don't know. They're going to think a Mexican wrote this story, right? They throw in some guy named Gustavo Arellano. I looked up Gustavo Arellano. He's not even a beat writer. He's an editorial writer. So they just threw him in there because they probably asked him from across the newsroom. They asked him a question. Hey, what does Chango mean? Monkey. Okay, great. We got her. That's essentially what they did. You know, if, and that's so irresponsible. If, if I was the editor of the LA Times, I'd be ashamed of myself. They're taking down a prominent Latina and they're doing with four 
non-Latinos. That, that, that's, that's an issue, man, because me as a gringo, as a not speaking Spanish person, if I would have read that as the translation, I would have thought, man, why is she being so racist? Because that's, like I said, without the context of the translation being put in, like you've explained to us, then, yeah, she's calling him a monkey, which obviously yeah. is super racist, man. I mean, historical and into this day. Yeah. And, 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 and even, like, they put in the second graph that she used the words monkey and accessory. It was obvious that she didn't mean accessory. What she was trying to say is that he was using her as his prop. That's what, that's what it was. She meant prop. He's bringing this kid along as his prop to show everybody he's got a black kid. Oh, look at me. I got a black kid. I'm woke or whatever. That, that's Which, by the way, I'm not... I'm not defending her for saying that. It was a oh, stupid no, thing. It's a stupid thing to say. Oh. But she wasn't using accessory because accessory means that he was committing a crime. And at no time did she reference crime or say that this guy was a criminal oh, or anything. She, was she just said he was an asshole. Like she said he's an he, She obviously thinks he's an asshole because whatever. Right. So she's saying, look how he brings his little black kid as a prop. So everybody says, oh, look how woke he is. He adopted a black kid. That, that's what she was saying. You know? And and is that wrong? Yes. But again. What's the context? They're not giving the context. And the monkey line can also be that she kept saying this kid was out of control. You know, he yeah. was acting the fool. He was he was he, he was hanging on the bars, jumping all over the place. And the three women there, me and my two friends had to control him because their parents weren't paying any mind to him. I've said that about kids. I've said yeah. that about kids in my family, about my own family members in the past. Does that make me a horrible person? Who should be fired and never work again? You see what I mean? I mean, I'm just saying context. There's different ways of defining this. And people have a right to hear both. And then they can make up their own minds. But that's not what the LA Times is doing. They're literally taking every bad word she used and putting it in the first three graphs of the story. That's not journalism, Scotty. This, this, is, this is the kind of stuff that people should criticize journalism over more, not the bipartisan bullshit that we see all the time of people blaming this guy or this guy because they are – this is the kind of stuff that needs, that needs to be held up to journalism. Like, like you just said, there's no context here. And without that context, this whole thing sounds horrible and she should be canceled. When you understand the context of it all, right. there should be a lesson learned here for her. She should you know, apologize what she's done and, you know – let the, let the voters do the job. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And she was stupid for saying it. She was stupid for the way she said it. She was stupid for not being judicious about her environment and talking to other colleagues that way. I, I agree with all of that. But uh, stupid and almost criminal, those are two different things, man. No, it's, but unfortunately, in the court of public opinion, there's not a due process, man. And, and it could be mob rules at times. And that, that's where it becomes unfortunate. And... and it's is this scary it, for, not, not just for any public figure, for a normal person. You're afraid. I mean, people are afraid to, to say or do certain things because how it'll be perceived. Yeah. By the way, this is a good time to mention that there's another show that we're doing, and we're going to be picking up a lot of shows on this network very soon. Um, some really exciting people who are going to be joining our network to talk about um, other Latino issues and other things that, this, that that are important here for us since we're one of the only, if not the only network in the United States who speaks to Latino truths, who speaks to Latino issues. And that doesn't mean we don't talk about everything else because we do inflation, you know, Ukraine, uh, all that stuff. But, uh, but, but we look at it with a wider angle lens, so to speak. So on that note, there's another show that we are now producing. It's called, yes, this happened. 
Yes, This Happened by Mario Gongora. And it's cool. Um, check it out. It's about weird occurrences that have actually happened. And they're like ghost stories. And and you should check it out because it's it's really cool. And they're all set in different places of either Latin America or cities in the United States inhabited by many, many Latinos. Oh, by the way, here's the question. Is this case of Nuri Martinez, is this case of Nuri Martinez a case of cancellation? Is it a case of cancellation? Is, is this a cancel? Is this another? Is this an, is she another victim of the cancel culture thing? Um, so, okay, let's now talk to an expert. This story in Los Angeles obviously has a lot of us fired up. I know I'm fired up. I, I just think it's wrong. And we have an opportunity now to talk to somebody who's an expert in being canceled. He actually has a PR firm, uh, which specializes to a certain degree on people who are going through this kind of thing, like Nudie Hernandez is going through right now. Remember, the, the, again, the, the first Latina in the history of L.A. to reach the level of president of the city council. And lo and behold, oh, what a surprise. There's a hit job she secretly recorded. They record the, her conversation. And now she might as well have raped a child, the way she's being talked about, the way she's being treated. This, this is a, uh, a prima facie case of cancellation as we watch it happen. So, and that's why we're talking about it. Now I want to get an expert's perspective on this. I mean, we're just laymen. I know I've gone through this. It hurts. It's hard. I know, I know what she's going through right now. But uh, here's uh, Evan Neerman, good guy. Who's uh, who's who, who who does this for a living? First of all, how do you become a specialist in in <laughs> in the cancel culture, which is kind of what you are, right? Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that this has become one of the main areas of focus for my firm. We we've been doing strategic communications for the past eleven years, always doing high stakes and crisis PR. But in recent years, so much of that work has been focused specifically on people who are targets of cancel culture, because it has changed our society. It has changed certainly the focus of our business. And we see firsthand how lives are getting just utterly ruined every day. Here's my take on the cancel culture and why it bothers me so much. There seems to be no rhyme or reason to it. There are no metrics to determine what is uh, a, a sin of cancelable, cancelable merit and which one isn't. So it's kind of all over the place. Do you see that as well? It is trial by Twitter. In the justice system, in our society, people have a presumption of innocence and they have an opportunity to have their day in court where they provide evidence, they provide context. With cancel culture, there is no due process. The mob, and the mob by that I mean faceless, nameless people sitting behind keyboards, perhaps in their parents' basement, deciding that they are going to become citizen activists, they become judge, jury, and executioner before the person even realized what's happened. So that's the way it plays out. But here we have a case that's different. This case with Nuri Hernandez is different. This is not a mob. This is the, this is the Los Angeles Times. And, and I'm going to go to the article in the Los Angeles Times, and I'm looking at the byline of the reporters who decided to destroy this woman's life with this article. And not a one of them is Hispanic. Not a one of them is Latino. 
And the story, and by the way, the fact that the Los Angeles Times does a headline story on a Latina and not the, and the three names on the byline are non-Latinos is in and of itself to me shocking, as they would say. But the fact that they don't understand the culture, so they're judging her language, like I've said during this, 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 this podcast, to us in Spanish, when we use the word mono, it means beautiful. When, when, when my mother sees a baby and says, ay, que mono, it means what a beautiful baby. In English, if you don't speak Spanish, you think you just called that baby a, 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 the N-word. So there are cultural meanings to this. And, and this woman, I listened to what she said. Yes, she was wrong. And yes, she should probably apologize. And, and nobody should go around talking about other people's kids. That was stupid. But they're making it sound like she robbed a bank or, or, or molested a child, Evan. Yeah. So, look, I think I'm not disputing the fact that she has become a target and that this woman all of a sudden is, is fighting for her reputation and her future. But I actually, you know, and I'm diving really deep at the moment in terms of cancel culture, what is, what isn't, because there are so many different permutations of it. And, and by the way, Rick, I expect to delve into this in great detail. I've got a book that's coming out due at the end of the year that's focused exclusively on cancel culture. Cool. So I'm taking a really hard look at what meets the definition and what doesn't. Doesn't. And you know, case, you know who you should, I don't you, know that you, hers what, actually fits cancel culture perfectly. You, wait, you said you don't, you're not sure at this point if it fits cancel culture. Why? I'm not sure that her case really counts as a classic example of cancel culture. And I'll tell you why. A couple of reasons. One, she's not being attacked by a nameless, faceless mob. It's not really a social media attack. It came and originated from the LA Times. Yeah. Two, I she's being held accountable in the in the eyes of the people who wrote this for things that she said. She's acknowledged it. She's responded. She's apologized. And the difference is with cancel culture, it doesn't matter what you've done or said. And if you have apologized, that doesn't allow you to move forward. They then point to that and say, see, I told you, guilty is charged. That's why we need to ruin this person and ruin their future forever. But she's being called a racist. I mean, you're, as far as I'm concerned, once you're given a label like that, you're, you're history. Yeah, she might be able to get a job at Walmart, but outside of that, forget about it. And it's and and there's something about us Latinos. We're always the first ones to apologize and want to say we're sorry. There's no Trumps in the Latino culture for the most part. There's nobody who goes out there and 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 talks about grabbing a woman's vagina and then says, "Ah, go to hell." I'm just being a guy, you know, we do what we got to do or, 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 no, I just didn't do it. I mean, we, we don't do that. We're stupid that way. We, we have this thing called vergüenza. It's called shame. It's, it's in our culture. Uh, she's apologizing so profusely. You'd think she had done something horrible. I don't think she did. I think she made a stupid comment. That's it. Yeah. Well, she made a stupid comment. She's owned it. She's apologized for it. So reasonable people would expect, and we get to move on. And the problem with cancel culture is there's never a moving on. It's a permanent stain, a permanent mark of Cain, and it ruins people for the long term, not just the short term. Yeah. Um, you should probably look in your book into that guy. Who was that guy who worked at CNN who was also the first Latino ever to be a main anchor in the history of news in the United States? I think his name was, wasn't it like Garcia Sanchez or something? I think it was Sanchez. Yeah, that guy got I, taken I out. About, I heard about that guy. Yeah, he he was taken out, is, hum, humiliated, told he could never work again, was never allowed to work again in media. 
Lucky for him, he was smart enough to go and do something else and start a $4.4 billion company but uh, and stay within the Hispanic community to help do that. But yeah, that, that, that's not only can, are you fired, but we're going to humiliate you. We're going to do everything possible to let everybody know you're a bad guy just because you made a mistake, which you apologized for profusely, went all over the world apologizing. And that's the way that game was played for me. And I fear it'll happen to this woman because she's a Latina. It's not a good time to be Latino in the United States. We're not a protected species here. Thankfully for your viewers, your listeners, et cetera, you were able to survive. And part of that is you had the wherewithal to, to pivot, to reinvent yourself, um, and to move forward from it. You've also, not everybody has the ability to do what you've done successfully. And I, I actually think that yours is a great example of, of how being canceled doesn't necessarily have to be a career death sentence. Correct. You're proof positive that you can move past it and, and you can move forward. And I think there's some real lessons that your story teaches to other people. The bigger problem is day in, day out, I'm talking to people who are not necessarily educated the way that you are, that have the background or have the experience in terms of media and access to media. And these are average men and women who don't know what hit them. And before they even realize what's happened, their careers are down the tubes. Their family members won't talk to them. They've become permanently radioactive, unemployable and ruined. And I've talked to people day in, day out. And in many cases, it's not just their livelihoods that get threatened by the these mobs. It is literally their lives. People show up at their homes excited by what they've seen on TV or on the internet, and they come to do them harm. That's a problem. That's un-American. And we as a culture need to reject that. And we need to cancel, cancel culture. The sooner, the better. Okay. Last question. And I apologize to our listeners. If there's a little bit of a glitch from time to time in your audio, we'll make sure we do everything we fix to, that we can do to fix it. And here it is. Are there people who truly deserve to be canceled because their act was that heinous, that horrible? Yes. There are obviously a handful of people who do commit heinous crimes. They harm children. They commit unspeakable acts. And for them, yes. But for every one of those, there's 99 others who don't deserve that and don't deserve to see their whole lives ruined and that don't rise to that level of criminality. And even criminals in this country, last time I checked, are afforded the right to due process and to defend themselves among a jury of their peers. And the problem with cancel culture is you're being judged by your peers, but they make no pretense at listening to the facts, reserving judgment or judging you based on the merits. They come in with predispositions. They decide you're guilty before they even talk about you. And so there's a disconnect here. It's un-American. It's fundamentally un-American. And it's also cultural in many ways. The way we view the cancel culture, my example, for example, I mangled my words and said something really stupid that I wish I hadn't said. Immediately on being told I said that, I did everything. I went on every late night talk show, on every morning show, apologized profusely and learned from it. I went to the ADL. They took me under their wing and they said, you're a good guy. This shouldn't have happened to you. But 
it was too late. I learned that in the Jewish culture, the Ashkenazi experience leads Jews to always hear when people say they're very successful, they wait for the shoe to drop because that usually means they're too successful and we got to do something about them. I mean, this has been from Jerusalem through Germany, Poland, the history of the Jewish experience makes Jews very sensitive to certain phrases. I did not know that. So I used a phrase I wish I hadn't used and immediately apologized for it. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. The, 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 the horse had left the barn, sort of speak. This woman may have said something that was wrong, and she should be allowed to say, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. By the way, she was secretly recorded, which is also crazy. But right. she should be able to say, I made a mistake. I, you know, I didn't look at it outside of my own culture, my own experience. Damn it, Evan. This is how we learn in society, by having conversations that where is. we make mistakes. We should be allowed to do that, no? I agree. And that's how you learn. And then you, you used yourself as an example. And yeah. I think it's a great example. You said something. You didn't even realize the context. You didn't understand that what you'd said was harmful. But then when you came to see the error of your ways and you recognized it, you did your penance. You asked for forgiveness. You learned. You became a better man from it. We, as a society, have to give people second chances and third chances to err as to human. And who among us can say we've never done or said anything that we regret? If you're honest, the answer is nobody. We are all flawed. We all make mistakes. And we all should be afforded the opportunity. And what we can't allow is internet mobs to dictate, for them to decide if and when you've committed some offense that is so egregious and so heinous that you can never, ever atone for it. Mm -hmm. That's unacceptable. And that's why cancel culture simply has to go. And that's why I'm writing this book is to yeah. the people who are thinking about canceling others need to think twice because you're really ruining someone's life. You're not just making yourself feel good about tearing someone down. You're having an impact on their ability to provide for their family yeah. and their loved ones, and you're hurting people. And it's not necessary. God bless. That's right. I think this is important. I think this is an important conversation, and I'm glad you're doing this, uh, Evan. I mean, I think this is God's work to a certain extent. You're making us better. And, and you know, going back to my own personal experience, it, it proves your mettle because when I did what I did, I'm going to share something with you that I've never shared with anybody else. Um, when I did that, I became the most popular person in the United States among anti-Semites. I had every anti-Semite crawl out of the woodwork, every son of a bitch out there who hates Jews, reached out to me on Twitter, on Facebook, on, you know, whatever that, MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> whatever existed out there. Oh, you just dated yourself now. Come yeah, on, it wasn't shit. my space. You're younger than that. And and they were like, hey, come on, Rick. They're, they're, don't, let's go after them. I can't believe they're doing this. I could have become the leader of these assholes, right? I, I could have made myself so famous because I could have taken that path. Instead, I told them all to go to hell. And uh, that's what happens. And, and it made me a better person in the end. And that's why I am where I am today. But it 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 you 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 it's it's un it's unfair that nobody knows that even among the people who to this day hate me because of something I said twenty years ago or whenever the hell that was. So thirteen years ago, twelve years ago, whenever the hell. That oh, Rick. Was. So Rick, interesting, Rick, huh? Rick, here's what I'll here's what I here's what I'll say to you. I heard you. I heard what you were saying, and I believe you. 
And I'm giving you my commitment now that I'm going to do the small bit that I can to help make sure that your message and your story gets out there. So you should expect you're going to be reading about yourself in my book, because I think there's a lot that people can learn and benefit from in terms of what you went through. So I want to thank you for uh, sharing that with me today. And and it's uh, this is a very serendipitous conversation. And you have my word that I'm going to help make sure other people know about what you done and hopefully they can learn from you and benefit from your experience. That's nice, Evan. And and, and I appreciate that. And I do. And, I, and I'll do anything I can to help anybody who perhaps can learn from, from my mistake and from my experience as well. So God bless you, man. I really enjoyed uh, the conversation. I, I think this is cool. I'm glad we had a chance to talk, you and I. Me too. I look forward to it, to doing it again sometime soon. All right. Thanks so much. And, uh, you know, well, there you have it. I mean, th th this is an important discussion. This woman, Nuri Martinez, uh, she's in the thick of it right now. And when I read her story, I figured no one's going to reach out to her. No one's going to defend her. No one's going to break down her story. And I'm not apologizing for her. She can do that for herself. But it just seems like, you know, a bridge too far. And that's what we do here. We talk truths. You know, we talk journalistic truths. We talk Latino truths. That's important. That's why this is called Rick Sanchez News. It's on Agua Media. You could hear us on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you happen to be listening to this conversation on YouTube, of course, we would ask that you do everything possible to subscribe. That's it for us. Dale, andale. Y como siempre dijo, or as I always say, vamos con todo. 